Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya. I realized I knew I had to be an entertainer. I had to be on stage. I had to be on TV. I wanted that bad, really bad. And um, it's something I'll never let go, never. So I just want people to know me as an entertainer.
my boy, Bobby Brown. You said he needs a girlfriend. And that's just setting the stage as we get set to talk to Janae Perks-Banks. Welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I am your host, Tanya White. This is our third show as we have relaunched, and I have been having a ball. Thank you all who are tuned in live and who are doing those downloads. Uh, We are looking at the numbers, and it's like we never left. So thank you so much if this is your first time listening to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I must tell you that we are rated R, and rated R means that we are real, relevant, and refreshing. We give you real talk about real issues to enhance your real life, so we're going to talk about everything uh, from getting your mind right, getting your money right, getting your body right, getting your spirit right, getting your relationships right. And tonight we're talking about relationships with uh, companions and the relationships you have with yourself. We're still in our Hope for the Holidays theme, and tonight is why taking off the mask will lift your spirits. And um, we're going to have author Brenda Richmond Davis. That is the title of her latest book, Taking Off the Mask. And then in our Boast About Your Book segment that we relaunched tonight, our first person who is going to boast about their fabulous book is none other than Janae Perks Banks. She is the author of the latest book, I Am No One's Girlfriend. And let me tell you, this is why I love social media, you guys, because you get to meet people that you may not get to cross paths with physically, but the virtual community connects you with people who you need at that time and who will motivate and inspire you before you even meet them in person. And that is what this lady has done. When I saw her book a few months ago when she was getting ready to release it, one thing that captivated me about the book was the cover. Uh, I am a book person. I love to read books. I'm a book coach. I'm an author myself. And the first thing that I look at to see if the cover is eye-catching. And if it's eye-catching, does the cover match the topic? And then if you have your picture on the cover, are you smiling? Does it go along with the theme? And this cover had it all. I loved it. Um, Her smile is infectious. It draws you in. It's trusting. Uh, And I love people who smile and smile from the inner part of who they are. Uh, and so this is what Janae does, and, and her title, I Am No One's Girlfriend. Y'all know, all my new edition Bobby Brown friends, you know when he released that song, I Need a Girlfriend, in 1986, The King of Stage. Come on, y'all. That was his first album outside of new edition. Oh, my God. And if you're like me, a fan like me, you thought Bobby was talking to you. I still think he was talking about me. I don't know who. <laughs> Every said, no, he is not. Listen, in my mind, in 1986 and sometime in 2018, that song, I Need a Girlfriend by Bobby Brown, he's talking about me. But that's, you know, we don't talk about that with Janae Perks Banks because she says in the Bible, girlfriend, boyfriend is not mentioned. So, listen, she's going to kick some real talk about that book, her book, I Am No One's Girlfriend. She's going to bust every myth that we had about uh, being somebody's girlfriend, being somebody's boyfriend. That is not in the Bible, you guys. And so for those who are running around and saying, we go together, (laughs) Uh, I'm his girlfriend. He's my boyfriend. If you are a child of God, she's going to give us some correct information. So that is the first on our show. Uh, We're going to get her in, in a couple of minutes. And then we have author Brenda Richmond Davis. And I love this show tonight because we are Louisville ladies from Louisville, Kentucky, and we still live in the city. So we are giving you a dose of what Louisville has to offer. And in Brenda, on Brenda's book, Taking Off the Mask, I love the cover as well. It's a mask. How many people know that we live in a society right now that we're wearing masks is the new norm? Uh, we masquerade on our jobs. We masquerade in our homes. We masquerade in our churches. We masquerade in our communities. And sometimes when we wear masks for so long, we think the mask is who we are. And so tonight we're going to take off the mask, give you some hope for the holidays, because some of us are uh, anxious, downtrodden, depressed. It's because we were wearing masks and thinking that we have to do certain things 
or are we certain people? Honey, Brenda's going to take us all the way and help us to take off those masks. And so, listen, thank you once again for tuning in. If you are new to Real Talk, friend me on Facebook, Tanya White. Uh, look for me. Um, and you will have all things Tanya White, Real Talk with Tanya White. As I said, I'm an author, a speaker, book birth and coach. So visit my website at TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color. And you can check out what I have to offer. Go to my uh, online store. See, uh, Visit my website. Learn about me. Uh, connect with me. I bring people into my world. I love to share as the Lord leads me. And when you connect with me, I, I become your biggest cheerleader. Um, everybody needs somebody to encourage them and push them into their destiny. And that has been uh, what God has called me to do, my mandate. And so I encourage people, I empower them, I connect you uh, with what the resources you need and the people you need to meet. Because if you say God told you to do something and God allows us to cross paths, I'm telling you, God, I'm I'm going to do what God has called me to do. If he tells me to encourage you, if he tells me to coach you, if he tells me to mentor you, it's exactly what I'm going to do. And if he tells me that season is up, I am going to follow his instruction. Um, Because holding on to relationships that are out of season works for nobody. And maybe that's what we're going to talk about tonight as we prepare to hear why you should always say, I am no one's girlfriend by Janae Perks Banks. She just got married, you guys. Um, and so let me read before I bring her on. I know it's just going to be a hot show. Just a, a, a little excerpt from her book that you can get. She's going to tell us how to get it. She says, as I studied this word more and more, it really just brought uh, to life how much God doesn't honor boyfriend or girlfriends. He called us to be single or married. Boyfriend and girlfriends are truly a man-made union. 1 Corinthians 7, uh, verses 1 through 4, talks about since sex is occurring, it should be wife with your own husband, husband with your own wife. God isn't against sex. He just wants and only approves of it with our spouse. Sex is a gift from God for married people. He is so okay with it that in verse 5, he tells us to only withhold from laying with each other, husband and wife, for prayer a time and a time with him. But he goes on to say, don't withhold too long because I want you to prevent, I want to prevent you from being with someone other than your own husband or wife because temptation was out there. So this is a little bit of this hot new book with the pretty beautiful cover with the gorgeous woman on it herself. Uh, we want to welcome Ms. Janae Perks-Banks to the Real Talk with Tanya White show for the first time, but not the last time. Hi, Ms. Janae. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Wonderful. First of all, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Oh, Lord, honey, we're going to appreciate you after you kick <laughs> some knowledge about why we should be adamant about saying we are no one's girlfriend. Before we get into this great book, tell us who you are and and how you got to birth this book, I Am No One's Girlfriend. Okay, so I am Janae Perks. Well, now Janae Perks, thanks, because as you stated, I uh, recently got married. Yes. <laughs> 30th of this year, yay. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, hallelujah. Um, so the book came um, for me, uh, my life completely just shifted last year, 2017. Um, just a lot of, like, one of the things you were saying about those relationships that we hold on to, that when it's the season that was up, that's what happened uh, for me and my life last year. Um, some relationships, it was just time God said no more. And so um, there was a big major shift for me. And so it got me to a place of, okay, Lord, what's next? What am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. And I am a journaler. Uh, I journal everything. um, And I have been keeping of my single life. Mm -hmm. And um, and God just said it was time. Like once I had got uh, to the place just at his feet, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I got to a place where I felt like my dreams had been shattered 
in one area, but not understanding that God was just shifting things. Like he was trying to redirect me um, because he needed me to birth this book. And so that's how I'm no one's girlfriend came about for me. Um, the Lord just redirected what it is that I thought I was supposed to be doing. So, Lord, did y'all hear what she said? She said, first of all, she got to a place where she had to submit to the Lord and say, Lord, what am I doing? And then that the birth you had to you had to be in a certain place for the Lord to birth this book. And yeah. honey, let me tell you something. I haven't read all of it, but like I told you, yeah. the cover when it grabbed yeah. me, and you are yeah. glowing. Uh, and I we know that that is from the glow of the Lord. Amen. And so Amen. Uh, tell us. Well, come on, give us some boast about you, this book, honey, because this is a God message. And one thing yes, I've talked yes. singers for so I've talked single Sunday school for years at a local church here. Okay. And one thing I notice um, now, there are very few singles ministries <laughs> yes. that teach not, and people think it's if you're in a singles ministry, oh, you just pro singleness. No. We are pro-marriage, but in a way that uh, honors God and uh, and obeys his biblical instructions. So, and I love that you sent me that excerpt from your book. So tell us, honey, give us some insight. Boast about this book, honey. Amen. So for me, I have practiced, I will, prior to marriage, I practiced celibacy for six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that um, time with the Lord, it just... I just was trying to see what he said. For the longest, I was studying what it was to be a wife because that's what I desired so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my study, I learned how God said it was okay to be single and understood the state in which I was in and learned to enjoy that state. And in learning that singleness was okay, I realized, hold on, God never said that I was supposed to play this in-between role that the world has told me that I was supposed to play, uh, which makes me feel like I have to audition to be your wife. Oh, and so, um, Let's slow that down. Okay. Have, what you say? Okay. <laughs> Putting on this audition to be someone's to be wife. wife. We're we going to stop hungry. right there. Woo, yeah. Let's take a breath, real talk. That was some real talk <laughs> right there. Because, you know, you said yeah. a mouthful full because it is an audition for so many yeah. um, people who are dating, not just girlfriends, but, honey, there's some women out there that audition men. And yeah, and when you have to, I say, when you have to play a role, um, or pl- be something that you're not, you're not that. that. You're not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and, and that's, yeah, I just wasn't doing that anymore. I had made up in my mind. And, again, like, just standing on truly on God's word, like, he never – intended for us to do any of the things that it entailed to be a wife before marriage. And mm-hmm. so I looked at my previous relationships where I had um, played, did wifely duties. I was cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm you playing house, I'd have moved the man, you know, all these things, and it never worked. And it's because God never breathed on that. God never ordained that. He never meant for that to be. And so when I stood on, I'm no one's girlfriend. Like if if and because the girlfriend, a, a girlfriend is a mentality. That's what I had to learn. Like being a girlfriend is a oh, mentality. Lord. It's not. Just a, <laughs> you you keep rolling on like you ain't seeing no divine nuggets from oh. heaven. Yeah, like and when I changed my mentality and understood that I was already a wife before I was a wife, before someone came and put the ring on my finger, when I understood Mm -hmm. that and and learned that for myself, and I walked in that, you no longer looking for that girl. Anyone that was looking for a girlfriend was going to overlook me because I'm a wife. You know what I mean? I carry myself as a wife. I'm a bride to the king of kings. Like So when I began to walk in that and was confident and bold in that, God sent my man of God, and so... Uh, yeah, I just I wasn't I wasn't doing the extras. I wasn't doing what I was never called to be. I wasn't doing no extra work, and I wasn't going to get caught up those soul ties and mm-hmm. um, all those things connected to a man who is not your husband. Having to go back and heal from those things, uh, the the wounds that come with 
being with a man that's not my husband, I just made up my mind I was no longer doing that because, again, God never called me to be that. And so that was one of those things that I took off. I took off what the world said, the lie that the world told me of the order of relationship because that's what the world does. That's not what God said. And so when I changed my order, changed the world's order and made my relationship order look like God's, it not only about, about a man of God, my husband, but it changed the order in relationships all around me. Yes, um, yes. As I, it said, it's not the girlfriend mentality. Like, when you, the word says that we are to either submit, if you're single, you're submitted to, to the Lord. If you have a husband, you are to submit to him as he as unto God. So when I'm a girlfriend, who do I submit to? Right. When I'm a girlfriend, I'm listening to what such and such said about my life. Who, what you said, girl, you should go do this. You good at this, girl. You should, girl. You should. You know what I mean? Like that. You girl, following you everybody, and so, girl, <laughs> Ooh, and they will lead you, you astray. Lead you astray, <laughs> and you are lead not you in your purpose. I love if you yes. just join Real Talk with Tanya White. Listen, you better go and listen to these archives because Janae Perks Banks. This is what she just said, and she ain't even been on her long. She said, you do not have to audition yeah. to be a wife. And girlfriend yeah. is a mentality. Yeah. And wounds come when you are playing wife with a man who is not your husband. Girl, you just said three. Lord have mercy. You just <laughs> set the captives free. Praise it is a mentality. Amen. So tell us how, when you made that decision, when you when you, when you were seeking the Lord and being in His Word and saying I'm going to do what you say, God, how did not only how did you interact with men, but how did mm-hmm. you interact with like you say your friends around you, who sometimes yeah. even those who are go to church don't understand what God has called yeah. you to do, and when we shift, like you said, you went through a shift. And yeah. what they tell me, shift has no pattern. And so I know some people around you like, what's going right. on? T- talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I just, again, stood firmly in who I was. Because um, so, I was always the one that showed up with no one um, mm. for, again, six years. And so um, I just stood in the boldness of it. And people didn't understand it. It wasn't, I, I, re- I got the, you really think somebody's going to do that? I trust, and, but my response was always, I just trust God. You know what I mean? Like, it, I had to just stand on God's word. And, and even when doubt kicked in, because we know that that happens, like I had, a, I kept going back to the word, and God just kept affirming me that I was right where he needed um, me to be. And so um, when the relationship, me and my husband now have been friends for a while, but never looked at each other like that. And so mm-hmm. when that the shift happened between us, uh, and I told him, like, I'm not going to play your girlfriend. You know, <laughs> if you expect mm-hmm. these things from me, this is what it is. And he, even he had to go back to the word. And he was like, you know, you're right. It's not in there. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, he never talked about us um, being this relationship. And so, I just had to stand firm in it, and it caused me to, um, it caused me to have to be alone a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It caused me to have to be by myself. But in that, I learned who I was in God, and so I was absolutely yes. okay with that. Yeah. Absolutely okay. I hope y'all really listening to what she's saying. Uh, you have to know who you are first yeah. of all before you really before you have any type of healthy relationship especially relationship yeah. between a man and a woman. Uh, and so you've got to stand on the word. You said uh, people, when pe- people think, you really think people going to do that? That's, that reminds me when Jesus was, uh, and the devil was trying to tempt him. <laughs> Did God really say that? Yes. And I've heard yeah. many, you know, uh, Christians and uh, even some yeah. Christian leaders who, um, you know, teach and preach the word of God. But when it comes yeah. to something such as that, um, yeah, consecration, being celibate, fleeing fornication, yeah. because our flesh, especially when you're used yeah. to doing it, um, yeah. they they do just what you said. Do you think you think God said that? Oh, God understands. We yeah. all have faults. We all sin, <laughs> but you have yeah. to. I love what you said. You have to stand firm, and yeah. in that alone time, 
when you're alone with God and you are reading his word and seeking him, mm-hmm. he will reveal some things and build to strengthen you um, that people will never understand if they're not in that place. So, uh, listen, I'm not, time is running out, but I want you to give us some of your chapter titles, and as the Lord leads you to expound on a couple of them, do so. Amen. Okay, um, some of my chapter titles, uh, well, all of my chapter titles are actually named after worship songs that um, oh. during that six-year time frame that ministered to me in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. So not only did I, I didn't just journal about my walk with celibacy, but a lot of healing had to take place before the Lord could even give me that revelation about not being a girlfriend. And so um, the chapter I think that a lot of women I say that I feel like are relating to is the chapter uh, two, and it's called Free. And mm-hmm. that chapter is uh, one that I discussed of domestic violence relationship that I was in. And so, and I just talked about the, the healing that had to take place because that left some scars, like some mm-hmm. long, long life scars. That was a relationship that happened almost 10 years ago that it, I still had some healing. Still sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, where, you know, some some reminders. So, uh, the free um, chapter, like I said, chapter two is the one that a lot of women are coming out saying, oh, my God, that happened to me, too. And mm-hmm. it has made people be able to relate to this book even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite chapter or, or the song is Your Love. It's a song by William Murphy. And mm-hmm. it's just a song to the Lord that says, in your love, there is freedom. And um, I love the title, and I love that song so much because that's what I have found in the love of Christ. I found freedom. Um, I mm-hmm. found my voice. I found out who Janae was. I um, discovered what his words said. And so I walked boldly and freely in that and not allowing man to place things on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, I'll skip down to, I believe I'm living in my chapter 10. It says, I'm getting ready. And mm. uh, that's a song. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Tasha Cobb. Yeah, I'm getting ready yes. to see something I've never seen. Uh, and I girl, believe that's that the season that I'm right in. There. I remember when she sang <laughs> it on Black Girls Rock. Yes. And I'm glad I did yes, the audit because I blacked out for a minute uh, <laughs> and had to go. But that is a prophetic song when you really Amen. listen yes, to ma'am. the words and when you are in that to place and you are getting ready for something. Yes, ma'am. Jesus, I've never seen. And I just truly believe that's the season that I'm in. Like the way, the things that the Lord is doing in my life, this in this, since this book has been birthed, it was birthed in April. And I made the declaration way before, two years ago is when I stood on it. A guy gave me the revelation, made, wrote the, birthed the book wrote, and here in September, um, I got, Mar- I got engaged in September and married in September. Let me clear that up. So I got engaged. It don't take long, Jesus. <laughs> it don't Y'all take long when a man don't. It don't take long when you're standing <laughs> on the word of God long. and you're being obedient. That's and it. you know who you are. <laughs> and you know my. That's it. Janae, listen here. Yes, ma'am. Listen here. You need, you're going to make me run around this little office right here. <laughs> what I call my studio. Yes, Tell us, first of all. Oh, my God. I can't even. You didn't steal it. I'm getting ready. I'm going to listen. Janae <laughs> Perks. And I want to know we've never met before, but in my head, she's my best yes, friend, ma'am. okay? Right. <laughs> you and right, my right. right. I know friend, you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> just with, by yes, seeing ma'am. the cover and you just, uh, you know, responding to me. And now that, listen, yes, you're my best friend in my head, okay? I, I, I received <laughs> I need what a mentor. Let me go Because this, this is a movement right here. I'm no one's girlfriend. Because yes, she, she got t-shirts, yes, y'all. She's going to tell us how to get yes, these ma'am. t-shirts, too. I am no yes, one's ma'am. girlfriend. Tell us what's next. Are you having events? Or are you having, you know, what, what's next? Yes, ma'am. Right now I'm in the process of um, put, trying to book a tour. Like, because, again, it is a movement. Like, I want women across the world to understand, like, raise up the standard. You don't have to settle because um, God, again, God just never said we had to, and so I'm uh, trying to, in the process of trying to book, uh, do a book tour. Uh, I do mm-hmm. have the T-shirts available. 
um, taking all speaking engagements, um, really ministering to women and also uh, young women uh, have reached out of the maybe right at high school, college age uh, group mm-hmm. as well, the young adult uh, group. So I am available and ready. I've actually um, in the process of changing my hours at work so that I can dedicate more time to this because it is something that I'm very passionate about, and I know what the Lord showed me in regards to it. So um, not my book is called I'm No One's Girlfriend, but it's And Obedience Got Me Here, and that's the part that I don't that's want it. to overlook. The obedient part, because if it was not for me um, just following God's footsteps, like doing what he told me to do when he told me to do it in the season that he told me to do it in, I wouldn't be having this opportunity. And so just want to continue to be obedient to um, to what the Lord has called me to do. Mm, Obedience brought me here. Janae, I'm going to inbox you some connections of mine who can help you yes, with sir. that tour. I am here. You know I'm I'm a blasted all over Facebook and people I know. Amen. Whenever you have something, <laughs> uh, whenever I have something, I'm going to keep you in mind. And, um, yes, ma'am. How can we get your book? Uh, right now the book is available on Amazon. Um, I'm no one girlfriend and obedience got me here. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime. It's available uh, through Kindle. Um, I'm actually a stylist, so the salon that I work at, I'm currently at, I have books there. Um, so either if way, you I, and I go to a salon so Amazon won't get yes. all her coins. Tell us the salon tonight. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm at Phenomenal Salon uh, at 2026 Brownsboro Road. And so uh, I have keep books there with me because I have women coming in all the time to purchase a book. So if you can't catch Listen. me there again, it's available on Amazon. Listen, Janae, go ahead and have a Books and Beauty night. Go ahead and do that. Books and Beauty Ooh, and yes, where you I'm can, you can, you, yes, people can come yes. and you can talk about your book. And Listen, we're going to talk, Janae. We're going to have lunch. I'm going to inbox yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. this is a movement. Yes, and I I need my T-shirt. I'm no one's girlfriend. Uh-uh. I got you. I got you. Oh, and I those are available. Uh Yes, those are available as well uh, at I'm no one's girlfriend.com. You can purchase a t-shirt. Listen, Janae, you have been a joy. We're going to have you back uh, probably in February so we can have some call-ins. I could see you uh, with that that chapter on domestic violence. You're doing so much with so many women um, who have endured that and are healing from that. And rebuilding their lives. So we're going to talk, honey. I love your book. Yes, I'm going to get that book and I have it back. Listen, I'm going to be your big, biggest cheerleader because I told you you're already my best friend in my head. So. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. Any last words you want to give our audience before we uh, uh, let you go? Um. Yes, absolutely. Um. Obedience got me here. Just obey the Lord. Do listen. Be still enough to listen to the voice of the Lord Jesus. and respond in obedience to what God is telling you to do. Um, I have not, I've never taken an English course in my class. I didn't take a writing course, but I am an author only because I obeyed the voice of the Lord. Mm. Um, I am walking in my calling because I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And I recognize as long as I continue to obey the voice of the Lord, there is no limit to what, what I can be. And so Amen. be obedient. Be, Amen. Got her, be obedient because obedience got her as Mrs. Banks, yes. but obedience is going yes. to get her so much more. Listen, Janae, I love you with the love of yes. the Lord. Thank you for you. being obedient <laughs> and birthing this yes, book, ma'am. this movement that is going to heal not only just women, who call himself girlfriend, but it's going to shift the mindsets of men of how yes. they approach women. So we honor Absolutely. you, we thank you, and we yes. are praying nothing but manifold blessings on this movement with you, your new thank husband, you. and your family. Just just keep keep it, keep going. And I'm yes, ready ma'am. for the second book when the Lord tells you to birth it. I don't know it's going to be good because it's going to help some wives yes, too. All right, Amen. So thank thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to follow up with you, and you have a blessed night, okay? Yes, ma'am. You too. Thank you so much.
Okay, thank you. If you just uh, tuned in, Lord Janae Perks-Banks, author of the book, I Am No One's Girlfriend, this is what really got me. She said, you don't need to audition to be a wife because God's already, there's no girlfriend or boyfriend in the Bible. Uh, girlfriend is a mentality. Uh, and wounds come when you are playing wife with a man who has no intention of being your husband. Woo, that was a mouthful. Listen, I'm ready to take off this mask uh, with Brenda Richmond Davis. Listen, some of us need to take off the mask, not of just being a girlfriend, but so many masks of who you're not. You're, we, we're playing so many roles that people have put on us. And now this this is about freedom. If you want hope for the holidays, you're going to take off these masks, take off these roles. So welcome. Again, this is Louisville night. Welcome. We're going to welcome author Brenda Richmond Davis to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Hello, Miss Brenda. Hello. How are you? Listen, I'm excited. I'm excited. We just took off the mask of the man-made term of girlfriend. Now you're going to teach yes. us a whole lot more. Listen. Yes, ma'am. Before we dig into <laughs> this book, this wonderful book, Tell us who you are and what led you to birth this book. Well, I am Brenda Richmond Davis, and uh, I love God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a wife, um, a mother of um, five children. That's eight, total, um, <laughs> eight total between myself and my husband, all of my adults, praise God. Um, I'm also an elder um, at my church, Our Nations Worship Assembly uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. You better give y'all a shout out with y'all pastor yes. John Clark. I've gone yes, to the All Nations God. in Chicago too, and I'm just loving the All yes. Nations. Uh, yes, just everything. All Nations is for real because it's All Nations. Yeah. All right, well, praise, praise God. God. All right, so what led you to birth? Taking off the mask. Miss Brenda? Honestly, um, it was an assignment and a burden placed on me by God mm-hmm. um, for me to be transparent because it's, it's taken off the mask, a journey of transparency, healing, and freedom to be who God created you to be. Mm, and A journey of transparency, healing, and freedom to be who God created you to be. So, Miss Brenda, what you're saying is a lot of people are not being who God created them to be? Right. Oh, wow. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, let's break yes, that ma'am. mess up real talk with Tanya White audience. It's a lot of people, and I was there uh, for many years of my life, too, because I didn't mm-hmm. know no better. And a lot of us don't know yes. any better because exactly. we just go about while we talk, but when it comes mm-hmm. a place when there's a, a holy frustration is what I call it, and yeah. there's an itching, and you're like, Lord, this is not who I am. So mm-hmm. that is a journey in itself just to come to the fact, this is not who I am, so who am I supposed exactly. to be? Exactly. So, so is that what you went through? Yes. Um, you know, God, he knew us. <laughs> before we were in our mother's womb, you know. Mm-hmm. And um because we were born into sin, you know, um, because of the sins of Adam and Eve, um basically a lot of times we end up getting away from um what our original purpose is, what our design purpose is. And so that's what happened to me. Um in my childhood I experienced um, you know, abandonment, and, um, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really equipped with everything I needed as far as, um, didn't have the relationship that I needed as far as being, learning my identity, and yeah. because of that, um, I made some bad choices. I put it this way, my innocence was taken early, so I experienced, mm. you know, rape, and molestation, mm. Mm. and, you know, that really just really just messed up the way that I saw myself. Any worth yeah. and any value that I 
that I did have, it just took it all away. Um, and so, of course, when I started dating and having relationships, you know, raising the church and everything, but mm-hmm. when I started dating and being in relationships, I would settle. And I was looking for love, you know, because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my worth. And I would mm. settle. And I was in an, an abusive relationship, you know, for several several years. Mm-hmm. And um, and that ended with me basically just having to, with a gun to my head, just grab my kids and just run. God said, just Jesus. grab your kids and run. Yeah. And so God... Um, he was watching over me all that time. He knew the original mm. plan and purpose that he had for my life. And, um, you know, he he covered me even while I was yeah. making bad decisions. He covered me. And so um, he never gave up on me, and he never gives up on us. And so okay. I, had, I had begun to journal for a while. Wow. And honestly, you know, didn't really talk about things I had been through. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it I would keep to myself, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of it I I think I stuffed it so stuffed it down so low that a lot of it I think I forgot, you know, mm-hmm. I just forgot about it. But mm-hmm. then at a point in my life when um, it just came a point in my life where I had to start facing stuff because I started just having nightmares and and they were so real, so I started praying. And yeah. I found out that a lot of those things were things that I had been through that I had just really kind of um, disconnected myself from. Mm-hmm. So taking off so that the was, mask. Uh, that's is, kind of the emotional baggage. Um, yes, what happened exactly. to me was traumatic. It was traumatic. And yes. we still don't know how to help people not only deal with the trauma, but heal mm-hmm. yeah. and live without the baggage that you talk about, under the surface exactly. with no baggage. Can you talk there about has, that chapter that's in your book? Yes. Um, in that chapter, it really talks about, uh, you know, we have to allow um, ourselves to be healed. Mm-hmm. And we have to, the first step to that is really confronting um, and, and acknowledging, you know, giving ourselves time because right, you know, right now everybody's busy with the holidays, but mm-hmm. we really have to take time to um, assess our mental and emotional health because we can have baggage from yesterday. It could be something yes. that that we dealt with yesterday and we didn't really have time to process. We just had to keep on pushing and doing what we have to do in life, you know. Yes. I didn't have time to stop and deal with everything. I felt like I didn't have time for that because I was working and raising my children and in ministry and all of that. I'm ministering out, oh, but I'm hurt. Oh, let's stop right there. So, listen, mm-hmm. if you just join Real Talk with Tony White, we were talking about taking off the mask and and how we, we're going to – she's dealing with the pain of her past. So let's stop right there. You said you was busy working, working in ministry, but – Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. were broken yourself and didn't deal with what was happening to you. So what were some things that you noticed as you are working and ministering, ministering, but you are broken and, mm-hmm. and not dealing with what hurt you? Mm-hmm. What did you notice I- about the the impact or the level of ministry that you was given? You understand what I'm saying? It, yes. Okay. Well, I had to put on a mask in order to mm. be able to, you know, um, to fulfill my role. I had Ooh. to put on a mask in order to be able to minister to women. I was in, you know, women's ministry. Um, I, you know, was over the singles. Um, I, I, I was always ministering to people. And I had to hide, you know, what I... <laughs> hadn't had the, the the strength to confront and deal with or the time made the time to deal with. I had to have those things because to me it was more important that I help other people. However, I hadn't received healing myself. Wow. Uh, did y'all just hear yeah. that it was more important that you help other people? Mm-hmm. And that is a myth uh, um, a misconception about yeah. uh what we as ministers are supposed to do. 
First of all, mm-hmm. go back to the scripture, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, exactly. love exactly. and being he- being healthy is a part of loving yourself. And so exactly. one thing that I had to relearn myself, because I'm the oldest child, I was told take care, you know, I had to take care of everybody mm-hmm. else. So when I got mm-hmm. um, in my professional role in ministry, everybody else was important to me. Until yes. you come to that point, where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm almost having a breakdown, I'm having anxiety, right. I'm not right. feeling like I'm enough, I'm not worthy. Uh, I was overseeing exactly. too, so of course, you know, mm-hmm. you have to, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to help other people, you can't allow them to see your, your scars in your room. Mm-mm, that's not Exactly. That's not it. Exactly. So we have to take I'm off not. the mask. And there's yeah. a way to be discreet, to be... Yeah. You know, you have to be discreet because some people can't handle everything. And you got to be discerning. Definitely. But you got to be yes. transparent, as you say. You got to be yes. honest. And you cannot hide behind your pain. That's right. Uh, That's while you're right. trying to help other people be healed. Mm-hmm. That's just like That's if right. we are drowning in the water, you're mm-hmm. drowning, but you're trying to help somebody else. You ain't going nowhere. You're drowning. That's right. But you're trying to reach out to that's help somebody right. else, and you're not tending to you're about to drown and kill yourself. And exactly. that's what I love about even your title, your your picture on there, taking off the mask, your subtitle being transparent uh, and mm-hmm. healing. So you, we can be who God created us to be because God said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God said that that's we are right. created in his image. We are that's the right. apple of his eye. And when we really yes. internalize all those things, and who yeah. God is to us first, mm-hmm. and that he loves us so much that he created us even knowing what we're going to, the decisions we're, we're going to deliberately make that yes. go against his will, and yet still he created us. We were that yes. important for us to connect with our, our dad's sperm, connected with our mom's egg, and created us. Because yes. we were necessary to be birthed into this That's world. Right. So, but those masks hinder us. Who are yes. you for real? Who are you for exactly. real? Let's talk about the that. Core. That's mm-hmm. a that's a question that you have to ask yourself when nobody's around, mm-hmm. and when that's you right. are trying to be, like you said, be who God created you to be for mm-hmm. nothing, nobody else but what God wants you to be. So what what is that chapter about? Who you who are you for real? It's really um, it's really causing you to take a, a good look at yourself, mm-hmm. to take off everything you know. Because a lot of times we spend a lot of money on our hair and our makeup and our all that and, and saying fit. However, um, we don't take care of the inside, and mm. our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So yes. Our body is the temple of the Lord. And so everything was from the inside. You know, if we don't forgive, it can turn into sickness. If we, you know, if we hold on to bitterness, it can turn into sickness. It can turn into depression and anxiety and manifest itself. So mm. um, so that, that, you know, that chapter, Who Are You For Real?, it, it really, you know, causes you to take a true look at yourself. It's you and God. Because the good thing about it is, is that his love is unconditional. It does yes. not change. You know, he doesn't love us the way we love each other. He loves us unconditionally. You know, the Bible calls it agape. And First Corinthians, you know, Corinthians 13, you know, it talks about the unconditional love of God. So when we can accept and receive his love, then, in the closer that we get to Him, and we allow Him to be our Father, that's that's where we get our identity from. You know, we get mm-hmm. we get free from the from the orphan spirit. You know, oh. not feeling like we Ooh. belong. We get Jesus. free from the orphan spirit, and we realize that we are sons of God, not being gender specific. You know, we are sons of God. You know, we belong to God, children of God. Once we know that, then we realize we can strip everything down before God, mm. and then we can say, okay, God, what's really going on in here? Like, what help me really? to get in touch with what's really going on in my heart and in my emotions and in my mind. 
My because it, it's going to manifest. It's going to manifest. We have to, if we make that choice, this book is, is trying to promote people to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get to the point where I came to, where I was dealing with depression and feeling sick all the yeah. time and not knowing what was going on and come to find out. I, I I had all these things I hadn't dealt with yet. Yeah. You know, my body was under stress. My body was under stress, and I had to get counseling. You know, a lot of times in the African American, <laughs> you had to get counseling. Miss Brenda, we're gonna take a brief break because I want you to expound on that, especially when it comes. I want to go back to where you said you had to hide as you was ministering to people because. That is something that a lot of leaders, not only in the church, but in in leadership per se, think that they have to hide who they are and mm-hmm. not deal with them because they can't because it's showing weakness. Let us take a little break. Um, be encouraged. We're trying to give you hope for the holidays by taking off the mask. Yes. And when we come back, Miss Brenda's going to talk about how how she came to a point where she couldn't hide any longer and how she had to learn how to take off the mask. Let's listen to some NDRE, and then we'll be back in three minutes. Back when I had a little, I thought that I needed a lot. Was overrated, but a lot was a little too complicated. See, zero didn't satisfy me, a million didn't make me happy. That's when I learned the lesson that it's all about your perception. Hey, are you a papa or a superstar? So you act, so you feel, so you are. It ain't about the size of your car, it's about the size of a face in your heart. There's hope. Doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay to laugh. You better thank God for that. There's hope. Off in the back country of Brazil, I met a young brother that made me feel that. Could accomplish anything You see, just like me He wanted to think he had No windows and no doors He lived a simple life and was extremely poor On top of all of that He had no eyesight But that didn't keep him from seeing the light He said, us alike in the USA And all I did was complain Living here is paradise He taught me paradise is in your mind You know that there's hope It doesn't cost a thing to don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. There's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile. You don't have to pay the last. You better thank God for that. There's hope. Every time I turn on the TV, there's hope. Somebody's acting crazy. There's hope. You let it, it'll drive you crazy. There's hope. But I'm taking back my power today.
right, there's hope. It doesn't cost a thing to smile or laugh or hope. Listen, we are at the uh, end of our show, and Miss Brenda Richmond Davis, author of Taking Off the Mask, she's going to tell us in these last few minutes um, how what, how she stopped hiding uh, her her pain as she was trying to help others heal. So, Miss Brenda. Yes. Ms. Brenda? Oh, yes. Thank yes. you. You are so calm. Thank you so much for being on the show before before we end. But I want you to just touch on that. Thank you fact. for having you, me. You, I love that you're so calm. I'm so up there. But thank you. <laughs> I love what you said, that you said you was ministering, you was working, but you was hiding your pain, and you came to the point where you couldn't stop hiding anymore. So give mm-hmm. uh, our audience some 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 practical tips on what what happened when you said, I, you made the decision, I can't hide anymore? You said one thing, mm-hmm. you went to counseling. <laughs> yes. You went yes, to counseling. And everybody thinks counseling is, you know, taboo, but it's really healthy if you want to be healthy. Yeah, you're not crazy. Right, you're not crazy. We spend money on, the, the you know, the doctors, you know, and mm-hmm. physicians in every other field. Um, Absolutely. But... A lot of times we let our mental and emotional health fall to the wayside. So basically, I, uh, you know, received counseling, and I learned how to set healthy boundaries in my life. Yes. And I realized that I didn't have to keep um, doing things and saying yes to things and committing to things to try to work out my soul salvation. Um, That's it right there. Because God looks at the heart, you know, in First Samuel the 16th chapter, um, it talks about how God looks at the heart, you know, of the next king. Um, everybody Absolutely. else was looking on the outside. Well, he doesn't look like, you know, he looks like a king. But God mm. said, I'm looking at the heart. So I just want to encourage everybody and, you know, help you to see that your mental um, health is more important than people's opinion. I had to get Ooh, free from the opinion of man. And a lot of times people wouldn't think in what I was, what I thought they were thinking anyway. And it feels good to be free and to be able to be honest because I realize now that everything that I've been through is meant to help someone else. So now yeah. I don't have what I've been through. It's all become part of my book. It's part of my story, and I'm working on my next book. And so, you know, Amen. if I can, you know, if we can journal, that's another thing I did was journal, set boundaries began counseling, and I really just kind of cleared my plate a little bit, you know. Jesus, so set that, boundaries, that's, get counseling. Yes. This right here, break free from the opinion of man. Miss Brenda, we have yes. less than a minute. Tell people how we can get your book and how they can stay contacted to you. Okay, my book is on Amazon.com, Taking Off the Mask, uh, Brenda Richmond Davis, Amazon.com. Um, stay connected. Connected to me, Facebook, Brenda Richmond Davis, author Brenda mm-hmm. Richmond Davis. And uh, we, I'm also a CEO of Matters of the Heart, Natural Products and Essential Oils. So I do essential oils and yes, all that. Yes, I got so. some pink sugar from your husband. Yes, <laughs> the war yes, ready. yes. Oh, yes. love, listen. Get that pink yes. sugar, is it? Yes. <laughs> and I'll also be doing counseling alongside anybody who wants to walk through the process of taking off a mask because it is a process. Yes. Oh, great. Listen, I'm going to post it on Facebook. Thank you so much. We are definitely going to have you back because I want to talk about uh, more of knowing your purpose in God. So we're going to follow up and try to get you back on the show uh, and how important it is to also share your story because people need to hear that. So listen, Miss Brenda Richmond Davis, thank you so much for joining. Tell your your husband that pink sugar is a blessing. Uh, Thank you. you. And I, yeah, I want to shout out my husband real quick, Jermaine yes. Davis. <laughs> yes, yes. You He's have a, wonderful you have a happy house. He, 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 yes. uh, he held it down at the Warren Women uh, Conference. Yes. I think he enjoyed himself. <laughs> All right, so thank you so much for joining us. We will follow up All with right, you later. Thank you so much. Listen, All right. Listen, talk. It was a great show. Taking off the mask will lift your spirits. Um, and if you have a mask on, Take it off. Listen, take off the mask of being a girlfriend. Take off the mask of being a boyfriend, and you will be free. Join us next week as Dr. Marcus Howard will be on the show. I'm so excited. And the label's warrior herself, Bernice Michelle Mitchell. 
Visit TanyaWhite.com. Friend me on Facebook. Get Yes, I Am Enough. That's a way for you to lift your spirits. When you know that you're enough, you built God enough, then you will walk in your enoughness. I love you guys. See you next week.